Welcome to Spiritist Conversations, a show where we sit down with friends to talk about the world through a spiritist's lens in an informal, unscripted, and unplugged way. I'm your host, Dana Sisi. This is the first episode of Spiritist Conversations. The idea for the show came from our own conversations that often took place after many spiritist events throughout the United States. Because we live in different parts of the country, as you're about to find out, and do not get a chance to often talk to each other, many of us would take the opportunity to sit down after the events, talk about what we heard and learned during the day, and simply enjoy each other's company. We liked it so much that we decided to share this with others, and that's why we're trying this out. Let us know what you think. Details on how to contact us are at the end of the show. In this episode, Flavio, Susanna, and I meet in Atlanta and talk about what Spiritism is and share some of our own experiences as to how Spiritism has changed our lives. So, pull up a chair and join us. The conversation is about to start. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Conversations where we talk about spiritism in an unscripted fashion. Uh, we are here at our inaugural episode with Susana Simões from Florida, Flavio Zanetti from Boston, and I am Daniel Assisi from California. We will get a chance to meet everybody uh, that's here on our podcast today in a little bit, but there is one common thread that connects us all, and that is spiritism. So we are going to talk a little bit about what spiritism is and what it means to us and how it's potentially changed our lives as well. But before we do that, I want to just make sure we take some time to give folks who are listening to us who decided to invest some of their time to actually find out who we are. So how about we start with Mr. Flavio Zanetti this time? Sure, no problem. Flavio Zanetti here from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, being born in a spiritist family, my parents actually met inside the Spiritist Center 40 plus years ago. Uh, I've had the pleasure to work at the Ellen Kardec Spirit Society of Massachusetts for the last uh, 16 and a half years, uh, holding several positions from treasurer, uh, coordinating lectures, activities, study groups, and etc. Uh, besides that, there's also a couple of other Spiritist uh, works that I'd like to mention, namely the uh, Spiritist Family Retreat, an event that we gather 25 at least 25, 27 spiritist societies across the northeast part of the United States. And we do a one-day at-a-park event to bring all the families together. Hi, I'm Susana Simões, and I am from Miami, Florida. I was born in a spiritist family, and I've been in Miami since 1994. We founded, with some friends, the Conscious Living Spiritist Group, and I have also been uh, be involved in the activities with the Spiritist Federation of Florida in several capacities, and also enjoy very much uh, traveling, visiting other groups, and doing talks where we always have the opportunity to share a little bit 
of what we know, but most importantly, be with our friends and learn. And I really want to say that this has been a project that we thought for a really long time, Daniel, myself, and now we have Flavio with us. So I'm thrilled, very excited to be able to be here with these guys and to be able to put our first podcast on. That's great. Um, thanks for being here, guys. And I'm Dan, Daniel Assisi, and I currently live in San Diego after um, a stint in L.A. I was also born in Brazil, and I'm also a spiritist. I was raised in a spiritist family. And I also have the chance every once in a while to meet you guys in different spiritist events throughout the country and to speak at a different uh, groups. And if you're listening to us, we should say that there isn't necessarily anything special about us. We are not um, great authorities on philosophy, religion, or science, but nevertheless, we love studying spiritism, and that's why we're here, and we've had the pleasure of talking about it quite a bit at different corners of the country, which uh, is always great, and to meet each other. So it's great to, like Susanna said, to actually make this happen. Uh, we bought a microphone. We have some time. We we're meeting now in Atlanta and to talk about um, spiritism. So let's dive into it. And as you can probably tell, we don't have a really scripted format. We wanted to be this, this to be as organic and natural as possible, um, exactly because we love having conversations with each other. So we wanted to replicate that uh, with, with you guys who are listening to us. So I guess the original question is, what is spiritism? Oh, well, I just throw this out there. Um, instead of going to the question, yeah, there's a, there's a formal answer for that question. But I wanted to say that Spiritism, at least to me, it's the lens through which I see pretty much everything, right? My relationships with people, with my family, with my wife, with my, my two, you know, three-year-old twins, with my friends. It's the relationship that I see with my, you know, my creator, my God, right? Our God, our Heavenly Father. Uh, it is that lens that really guides my actions, how I perceive things, how I see things, uh, pretty much how I behave as a person. It really gives me that, you know... Uh, momentum or that push to try to be a better person day in, day out, every day. No, that's great, Flavio. Beautiful. Imagine, imagine Beautiful. now, imagine that, you know, an American or anyone who knows nothing about spiritism walks in here, asks you precisely these questions, and do you have an idea what you told them? Basically nothing, my friend. <laughs> Basically nothing. You said how you use spiritism and how yeah. that changes your life, and that's great. Right. We're going to pick on you. You still haven't told us what spiritism is. So what is spiritism? What do you right, think it is, so, Yeah, but, you know, even though I'm picking on you, I must say that this is a very uh, difficult uh, answer in some ways. It's kind of easy, but also hard. And um, often in our English groups, when we're dealing with um, the non-Portuguese speakers, you know, they ask us, you know, my friend has asked me and I'm trying and all I can do is like giving them these like really long answers because there's not like a short answer. And so I don't also have a short answer, but basically the way I go is I say, well, this is a philosophy and it's a way. So in that sense, I agree with Flavio, a way of living that was born from some scientific work through the observation of a spiritual type of phenomena, and that ultimately has some religious consequences, some you know, um, uh, ethics and, and moral consequences for the individual. And then 
after I say that, I usually go into the aspects of the philosophy. So I tend to explain what the philosophy is about, starting with the fact that we are immortal beings, that life goes on, what the purpose of life is. So we are created with the purpose of achieving um, the ability to love unconditionally and full consciousness, that kind of stuff. And, and then, you know, and then you can, I, depending on the person, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing with someone who is, you know, I don't know, um, you know the person would basically freak out with the idea of mediumship. I might hold that back a little bit and focus on other aspects that I think would be more interesting. If it's someone who is asking me because, you know, a family member just uh, passed away, then I'm going to focus on the fact that life goes on, that the ties of love will always remain. So it kind of depends. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think of this answer? I think it's great. I, you know, I think that we all agree that there is, and we often talk about this, right, in the spirit circles. There's definitely a scientific component to it. Like there's a methodical approach. There is a philosophical piece, kind of like Susanna said, around the idea of making sense of all the information we received and there's obviously a moral component to it, which is how we put that in our lives. How do we, how do we make that useful? Um, and so I personally like to avoid the direct translation from the French and the Portuguese, which often uses the word doctrine. Because mm-hmm. I think that in, in, right. in, in the U.S. and in English, the word has a little bit more of a dogmatic feel to it. Like, you know, it's a belief system. I think it goes beyond that. So I like using the term body of knowledge. Uh, so it's a body of knowledge that... Um, that studies and deals with the origin of, of spirits, of us, like who we are, where do we come from, where do we go to, and how we relate with this whole spiritual and physical piece. But I also struggle, like you said, with this whole definition, right, of, of what it is and how to, how to communicate that to people in a way that they can understand it, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's such a big body of knowledge with so many different things out there and making that basic. And I don't know about you guys, but one of the things that I always get asked, like, back to is, is that a, is, you know, are you Christian? Is that a church? Are you Christian? Right, right. So, so how, how do you take that? How did you guys deal with that? Uh, I'll start, and I'm curious about Susanna's approach as well. So uh, when folks ask if it's a church, I usually try to explain them back the meaning of the word church, right? mm-hmm. which is the gathering of people, gathering of folks. And then I try to delve a little bit into what, you know, we do there, we study we get to know other folks as well, experiences, right? And uh, that's an opportunity, like a, a door that opens up. I mean, to talk a little bit about what we do out there at the Spiritist Center, usually, you know, watching lectures, you know, receiving passes, you know, uh, 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 energized water, all the spiritual treatments that we have at the Spiritist Center. But I want to go back to Daniel's point that uh, the, the dogmas that we don't have, right? I think that's really what differentiates Spiritism from the uh, uh, organized religion, per se, because we don't have any dogmas. We don't have any rituals, right? We go to the spiritual center. We use the regular clothes that we have in a day. Uh, we go out there. We study amongst friends. We, we debate, you know, some topics. We, we interact. We talk. We get to know and to learn, really, from each other's experiences as well. I think this is a, a fundamental difference between spiritism and organized religion. What do you guys think? So you said something which for me is really interesting, and we were talking about this before, right? The difference between religion and organized religion. I almost feel that we have used the term religion 
uh, to mean organized religion nowadays. Like when people say, oh, what's your religion? They are really meaning what organized religion are you a part of? Because for me, this is my understanding or my perspective, religion is your personal connection with the divine, the philosophy, the idea that you have. But then when we get together, the three of us, we need to negotiate our different perceptions of that and we need to get organized. And then we start to codify things and put things together that may end up looking like what we originally thought or may end up looking a little bit different over a thousand years of people telling each other what it is. And so sometimes I think people feel like organized religion is the only way to go. And whereas I feel like everybody is religious in the sense that they have their own connection with the creator or, or whatever it is. So, but that's, that's my take, right? Yeah, I think, I think um, you know, like we were mentioning before, um, there's a lot of people who are very religious without belonging to a religious organization. Um, but, you know, kind of going back to your question about what do I say, you know, is it a church, right? Is it an organized religion in that sense? I say, you know, it's a space for spiritual growth. And so we don't really have... Um, a hierarchical leadership clergy. per se, clergy. clergy, exactly. So anyone who comes and who's willing to study and to grow is going to be there, like Flavio said, sharing their knowledge, whether you were leading a group or assisting with the leadership of a group or just participating or doing lectures. So there is a, is a place for spiritual growth. So we do we study, we have talks, we have different activities, but I usually put into this context. Isn't that kind of confusing, though? Very that we, confusing. That we don't have, that we don't have like priests or clergy or whatever it is. Does that hold us back? I don't think it holds us back. I think uh, it brings us all more together. Right. So the idea of uh, all of us bring, uh, coming together towards the same goal, and and I acknowledge that some folks may have a different interpretation of how to get there, but the goal is the same, guys. I mean, look at back the word religion means to reconnect that whole binding with our Creator, they're going to take us to the same place, which is closer to our, to our God, right? To God or to this, you know, supreme intelligence, this supreme force mm-hmm. that really oversees the entire universe. It doesn't matter what you call it, it's, it's there. It's, it's taking us to the same place. But I also acknowledge that words can bring us together or put us apart. And depending on our definition of certain words, can really, you know, break or make a relationship. It's mm-hmm. really, 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 really difficult. Right. So where were we? Well, um, we were talking about these definitions, and maybe we can go to uh, um, uh, extend the topic that we are addressing right now. Um, we were also having a brief conversation before about the meaning of spiritism in our lives, and maybe sharing a little bit of um, our experiences, what spiritism means and has done to us. You want to start? I'll start. Um... Well, I, I, I acknowledge that it might be a little difficult to, to, to bring uh, a, a before and after since all of us were born in spiritist families. I would say that spiritism, being as dynamic as it is, it can give us different interpretation of things depending on how much we study, how much we know, how much we use that back to our life. But hold on a second. I'm going to stop us right here really quickly because i got to ask, what do you mean by being dynamic? What, what's dynamic about it? It changes. Sorry, as, I totally derailed us. It's okay. I totally it did. changes as you know uh, science changes us, right? Even in the spirits book itself, uh, the spirits have told Kardec, if the science goes in a different way, you should follow science. Right. So the way we see it is, 
it, gi it gives us the knowledge that we need for that particular time. And that's not all the way that's out there today. Right? Look at the whole evolution of Spirit's book, Ellen Kardec's, you know, baseline works, and other, you know, other, you know, books that have been published ever since. Right, so before I, yeah, before I let you move forward answering the original question, so another, I just recently I gave a lecture on the law of equality and speaking about equality of gender. And one of the most puzzling things in one of the answers given to the spirits, uh, uh, by the spirits to Alain Kardec, is when the spirits say that, yes, uh, gender equality is definitely a sign of um, evolution of, of society. Of However, genders have different functions. Now, if you look at the function of genders in Kardec's time, it meant something completely different than what it means today. So how do you understand that, right? Not that we're going to talk about sure. it, but I am talking about this in the context of the, the dynamic aspect of spiritism and the evolution of the whole uh, philosophy. Maybe, maybe that's episode number two. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to bring it as a yeah. topic for today. I, yeah, just, yeah. I just mean to bring it as, a, as um, uh, an illustration yeah. for the fact that we are in a very dynamic uh, philosophy or body of knowledge that there are things that are evolving with evolution of science and our understanding and society and everything else. That's a very uh, uh, heartfelt topic to me from my sociological background, gender, racism, right, society, That's social our next justice, one, Flavio. Social Hold justice. on to that. I love those topics. All right, all Let right. me ask you the question back. Who was the first feminist in the world? The first feminist in the world? Yes. Who was the first person? It depends on how you define feminist, but I got a strong case going for, for, for Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. And, and in my gender equality lecture, I uh -huh. do talk about that. Uh -huh. Now, just something really funny. Do you know that in Spiritus uh, Review, Kardec actually asked in one of the articles that he wrote whether women have souls or not at that time? Well, it's, it's a great question, right? <laughs> not because we're not saying women don't, but because there were people who might have thought otherwise at the time. And so let's ask those questions. So people absolutely brush this aside because yeah. it's silly, right? It's just yeah. plain silly. Yeah. But let me go let's back, go to, the, back. to the dynamic <laughs> piece. I think, what do, you, do you think it's fair to say that, that spiritism started with Alain Kardec, but it hasn't ended there? So I guess what we're saying is a progressive body of knowledge in the sense that it keeps growing. The more that we observe of the world, the more that we make scientific uh, connections, the more that we understand how it affects the spiritual world in our lives. It's more of a philosophical piece. And the more that we apply it to our lives, the more moral or religious piece, it keeps growing. So it kind of keeps shifting in that you keep adding to spiritism, right? As, we've learned, out. as we've learned here this weekend in Atlanta, through the hands of Divaldo Franco, we've you know, know that spiritism is an analogy that was made. Spiritism, spiritism is the beach that we get to. From there, there's the ocean. Right? There's a lot of things for us to discover, right? That it's going to take us multiple, right? Hundreds of incarnations for us to learn all that. This is just the beginning. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a beginning that really tell, uh, gives us a lot of answers. It's a beginning that really opens our minds to a whole new uh, sphere of things that you know, otherwise they would have been, you know, not, not we have, we have we would have paid attention to those things in the past. It's really, it's really a, a life-changing, you know, uh, uh, opportunity. I'd say. I'd love to understand, or love to ask some other folks that uh, have lived in this incarnation, uh, maybe a couple, 10, 20, 30 years, 
without knowing spiritism whatsoever, and then all of a sudden they became spiritists. I'd love to hear those. Uh, maybe it's a suggestion for the next uh, episode. Maybe it's chapter number three. Chapter number chapter three. Number three. Well, we'll just keep adding, giving our Yeah, so let's go back to the original <laughs> question, the very original question, which is uh, we ask you, Flavio, to tell us about um, the impact of spiritual. I'm not dodging the questions, guys. Don't, don't right, right. Right. I'm not dodging the questions, right? What I'm saying is it has a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in the terms of you can't deny right, that you are a spiritual being, that you are a mortal being. That this is your only only one step in your whole you know, letter of things. I can't deny that I'm a spiritual being. All I want. You can't deny, but I cannot. <laughs> oh, okay. The you moment, cannot deny it. Okay. The moment Sorry, it has to be difficult. It has to be difficult. No problem. No problem. The moment you, 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 you open yourself to this type of knowledge, mm-hmm. it's impossible to go back. It's, again, once you know how to know how to ride a bicycle, is that a you good can't thing? say, I can't ride a bicycle anymore because you don't unlearn it. Right? Mm-hmm. I think it's a phenomenal thing. But there has also a component, as Jesus even said himself, right? Each according to its own, the more we know, the more responsibility we have to do what? To pass on to people, to help others really see what we see. Daniel, help him. Help him? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) As you can clearly tell if you're listening to us, we are pretty free with each other here. We we know each other for a while. Um, That's why it's so fun for us to get together. And we hope that you're enjoying this. And if you are, let us know. We'll tell you a little bit more later how to get in touch with us so that you can ask questions maybe for future uh, podcasts if we actually decide that this is worth doing, to be honest with you. Um, but So I can tell, talk to you, to you about this um, question from my perspective, right? So I, I agree with you. I think it's, um, spiritism has the potential to be really powerful in one's lives in the sense that it changes the way you look at things. And I believe that when you look at things differently, they really are different, right? And so for me, even though I was born a spiritist in a spiritist family, um, it just kind of sunk in a little bit more when I was around 20 years old or so, when I was going through college and almost done. And I was having a great life, and, but something was missing, right? Something that fulfilled me to understand how things really work. I remember some of the stuff that I did in the past with my parents. And, and so I got curious about it, start reading again, and really kind of start clicking more. Um, and I noticed that a little bit more a couple of months ago when I was telling folks about my dad's passing. And my dad is such a, f- uh, you know, a phenomenal guy, such a central figure in my life, and actually the person who really introduced me to spiritism in a more serious manner, right? Um, and I was saying, I was telling folks that um, when my dad passed a couple of months ago, I was really obviously sad and, you know, um, kind of missing him and really feeling like it's really unfortunate I don't get to hang out with him the way I did. But I wasn't completely floored by it um, because I knew that inside my heart, I truly believed that you know, our life goes on, that our soul goes on and life goes on, so that I was going to meet him again, that I was going to have the opportunity to talk to him a bit again and that he was he's somewhere that I might not be completely sure where right now, but there is love, love conquers all and keeps on going. And so I felt a little bad even, right? Because I was telling folks that I, maybe I'm a little bit of a sociopath. Maybe I, you know, <laughs> maybe I am not feeling all the, maybe I'm in denial or maybe I'm not feeling everything I should. Maybe I, maybe I didn't like him that much because I am not completely depressed. Um, you know, so I, was, I, I thought it was a little bit weird. Right. Uh, and I, I'm still dealing with it. But then I thought it was pretty cool in the sense that that's the greatest legacy that he gave me was the belief in life after life. And although the pain is there and I miss him, 
Um, I am not holding myself back because of that, because I know I'm going to meet him again. And so I wonder if 20 years ago, right, when I was younger, I'm 39 now, so if I were 19 years ago, before I kind of got back into really understanding spiritism or trying to at least, I don't know how I would have behaved. I think it would have been a lot more painful. So when your grandparents or great-grandparents passed away, did you feel totally different? from I felt different. I felt different. Away. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it really hurt me. Even though, obviously, I, they passed when I was young, um, relatively young. Um, like, I think it was kind of harder, in a way, because I didn't have a sense of, I'm going to see them again, or I know that, th that life goes on. It was more like, I'm never going to see my grandparents again. So he hurt. My dad, obviously, I still miss him. I had a chance actually being there close to him as he passed. And I thought it was really a blessed moment for me. It's the best thing I could ever ask for as a, as a son. Right there. Um, but it was different, you know? And I think, I, I think because I'm so close to my, to my dad and I love him so much that it would have hurt more than it did. Um, and maybe, 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 maybe I'm wrong, right? Maybe like six months from now I'm going to break down and sob uncontrollably for hours and hours and hours. But it was not as harsh as I thought it would be because I, I feel in my heart he's not gone. Yeah, I think, I think um, you touched a lot of really important points there. Um, you start when you said that, you know, things started clicking differently when you start reading uh, a little bit more. It's interesting because I was doing my work here in the United States, and at some point, um, through a medium in Brazil, I actually received a message where the Spirit uh, told me, my daughter, you need to start reading more. And it really caught, uh, caught my attention for the fact that, you know, if I was going to do the work that I really needed to, to read. And reading played an incredible role in actually helping spiritism to... Because, again, when I was 20, I believe in everything that I believe now. I was a uh, uh, full force uh, spiritist. But it seems like that the more you read, the more you engage, the more you're into the work, and, but particularly educating yourself, it kind of gets deeper and deeper into you and becomes this uh, force, really, like a very solid ground that you feel you're walking over every day. Well, That's the lens you're talking let, about. Let me play devil's advocate, right? Because when I was 20 years old, I was going to engineering school. I had no time to read spiritist books. Spiritist, okay. I mean, spiritist books. I had no time. I had, you know, a lot of, you know, college books to read. A lot of work I, I went through. School I was working. I did that on my so 30s. So I had, I had no time right. whatsoever uh -huh. yeah. to read spiritist books, right? I think... You started last year, Susanna? You started yeah, reading yeah last right, year. right, right, right. <laughs> Two, years Two years ago. Very cute. You 28. guys are. Uh-huh. So back to the point, I had no time to study. I think our, in our own lives, there are some moments where you need to focus on, you know, your, your profession, your education, the things you need to do, you know, to take care of your life. And then there's a time, as happens, you happen to all of us, Right. And you shift back your, okay, what am I doing for spiritism? Right? What am I doing for my own personal and inner growth? Okay, I need to read more. I need to study more. I need to be more charitable. I need to do more social volunteering. Whatever it is that, you know, really rings your bell, right, in terms of what makes your, you know, your day. Sure. The my calling point, is for, it's different from each one of us. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. So what I was doing is just sharing my experience, right? And uh, recently I actually told a young um, girl who is in the spiritual movement of Florida, and she's in her early 20s, and I said to her, look, when I was 20 years old, I j had just gotten here, I was 24 when I arrived in uh, Miami, and just like a year later, uh, some friends invited me to open a spiritual center. 
And I said, there is no way. I knew what opening a spiritual center meant. And I was 24, 25 years old, and I knew that the first thing that I needed to do was study and settle my life here. And so I passed that on. So actually, this whole thing with the reading uh, happened in my life in my 30s. But my point was more in terms of like, you know, um, you know, we all have been spiritual our entire lives, but today it feels so different. The impact of spiritual in my life is completely different than different when way. I was 20 years old or when I was 15 years old. You're how do you think, in a totally different way. How do you think your life would be different today if you didn't have spiritism? Oh my God, I'm even afraid of thinking about it, seriously, because I have the sense that every day, every day, spiritism saves me from myself. It's not like from any, you know, people love to talk about the obsessors, right? They are like the hot topic in any spiritual center. I don't care about the obsessors. I'm scared about myself, my inner... You may be one of those obsessors. I am. Oh, my God, absolutely. So it just like, you know, we were doing a lecture talking about obsession and like how the spirits can actually influence our thoughts. The thing is... The more I am in the work, the more I am studying. It helps keep my mind going in some healthy wavelength, you know what I mean? And so it's, I, I, I cannot think. I'm afraid of thinking what, what or where would I be without it. But going back to some of the comments that you mentioned uh, in regards to your dad, I think that, you know, when people, um, it, it's just a really nice feeling when you feel like, you know, this life, and this is one great thing that spiritualists offer, the perspective that this, even though it doesn't feel this way, is a very short time. The more you start to think about life in terms of immortality, things change completely. So it's not just like, okay, I know that this is a short time. You really start feeling, this is a short time. Soon I'm going to be with my dad again. You know, one way that it helps me is, for example, with you guys, right? So sometimes I think, oh, my God, it would be so nice if all the people that I absolutely love in the spiritualist movement would be all together in one state, <laughs> in one city, and better, in one spiritual center, right? <laughs> but then it would completely uh, go against, you know, the work that needs to be done. So, but I know that we are connected. And so when we meet again, right, it's like, hey, how are you, you know, and I mean, nowadays, even more easy with the internet, Facebook, you know, what everybody's doing, so you maintain the connection, but I think that spiritism helps that too, helps me, for example, with my family, um, I have this clear, very clear feeling, uh, we were just having lunch, because we're here in the Atlanta conference, and talking about my husband, my wife, and doing lunch. And in my mind, I was thinking, that's so funny, right? I mean, when we get to the spiritual world, how many my husbands and my wives are I'm waiting for, up, for us up there? A dozen or so? <laughs> right, so I, but I'm constantly working in this awareness. So that's one of the things that spirit has helped me in the sense of when I left Brazil, um, I was 24, and my mom said to me, um, you know, uh, I know you said, but you know, you are not a citizen of this country. You are a citizen of the world. Go out and make a new family for yourself. So I actually, at that time, they were so painful. But today, I absolutely see this. I was born in a family. I have connections, deep connections, and deep love. But 
you know, there was, there was a time to be there, everybody together. We are immortal spirits. Each one of us has a mission, an individual journey that no one else can walk for us, can do that journey for us. So now with my children who are adopted children, I also have this feeling so clear. God landed me these two spirits and said to me, okay, take care of them for some years and then give them back to life. They don't belong to me. This sense is very clear that those spirits do not belong to me. They are with me in the way that I was with my family in Brazil. And you know, it does not diminish in anything the love. It does not diminish in anything the connection. On the contrary, I feel like we are forever connected. They become part of a spiritual family. And I think that it makes it easier in life lighter in the sense that, you know, one of the greatest reasons for suffering comes from attachment. Yes. Attachment. And so with these words, we're going to take a quick break and we'll okay. be right back. All right. Hi there, this is Dan Assisi. I hope you're enjoying Spiritus Conversations. While I have your attention, I want to invite you to read my blog at www.unshakable-faith.org. That is www.unshakable-faith.org. Don't worry, I don't write very often, but when I do, it's about Spiritism and the world around us. I hope you visit unshakable-faith.org or follow me on Twitter at OneSpiritist. That's the actual number one, followed by Spiritist. Looking for Flavio Zanetti? Find him on Twitter at FZanetti. That's F-Z-A-N-E-T-T-I. Susanna is not on Twitter yet, but maybe we can convince her to join by tweeting about the show with the hashtag SConvos for Spiritist Conversations. That is S-C-O-N-V-O-S. And ask her to join. Thanks for listening, and let's get back to Spiritist Conversations. And we're back. Thanks for hanging, uh, um, hanging out with us. And we were talking about how spiritism has uh, changed our life and what kind of impact it's had in our lives. And I talked a little bit about myself. Uh, Susanna talked a little bit about herself and how her family, uh, she sees her family. How about you, Flavio? How's, before, how, how's that for you? Before I, I, I go into the topic once again, because I keep you know, getting derailed into different you know, great you know, conversations as well, I want to say to Susanna that the uh, thing that you know, she and her wife did by adopting two kids, as we learn from spiritism, it's one of the most uh, beautiful things a human being can do, right? It's one of the most uh, uh, charitable actions someone can do. So congratulations on that. Thank you, Flavio. Yes. I'll, I'll adopt you next life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how about adopting him right now? <laughs> I, I think his wife's going to like that. <laughs> so how did it change my life? I think it changed my life every day. The way I see things, the way I perceive the world, the way I interact with people, the way I see it. And it's always a question back to myself. What would it be if I did not know about spiritism? Back to Danny's point, right? And I agree with all everything that you guys have said. Uh, every time something like this happens, and my parents are still here, every time a loved one passes, a close one, one of my friends, I, I have that comforting message that spiritism gives us that we will see each other again. 
I think that, that to me, it's, it's one of the most comforting uh, words or message, messages that Spiritism gives to people, is that a lot of religions out there, they promise the afterlife. We show it exists. We don't promise, we show it exists. Through mediumship, through communication, through letters, through you know, mediums, through channeling, it's there. It's, it's real. How many hearts have been blessed to hear or to receive a message, a letter from a loved one, with information that only that person, that particular person, had known beforehand. To me, that's the beauty of it. And I think the way it changes my life, it changes every day. That yeah. might be in itself, sorry to interrupt you, uh, the topic for another uh, podcast. Because I imagine, you know, uh, people listening, people who are not spiritual necessarily, right? So, you know, what does that look like in the spiritual center? So is there a place I can go and ask for messages for my loved ones? That kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because we actually do receive... Uh, I receive a lot of phone calls. Um, right now, my phone is the one in the hour center. So people call. Uh, I hear you have a, a, a group, and, you know, uh, can I go? Do you guys give messages? That kind of stuff. So just want to mention that might be a, an think, interesting topic. I think it's a topic. great idea. Yeah, yeah, idea. yeah. 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 There's lots mm -hmm. of things for us to talk about, family, uh, you know, mediumship and so forth. And, and if you're listening to us and you have your own questions, don't uh, hesitate to reach out to us. We'll tell you a little bit more about at the end of the program how you can get in touch with us and maybe we'll make your questions the next topics for our conversation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. So. Sorry. <laughs> I just took back to the original question, so let me go back yeah. to my first answer. It's okay. about time. Lens yeah. It's about through which time. I, as a human being, as an immortal being, see the world which I relate to from folks that I have relationships with uh, all the efforts that I put into my own life, my own spiritual development. I think, to me, spiritism is one of the most important things ever to me. Because the way I, 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 I see myself as a person, I'm not just a husband, I'm not just a father, I'm not just a friend, I'm not just somebody else, right? I have my own journey, as you mentioned. All of us have our own journeys, our own responsibilities. But to me, the comforting message that this is only one step in our very, very long evolutionary letter of uh, progression, I think it, it's very comforting to me. While it, it gives me a lot of uh, calling for action, whereas trying to be a better person today as I was yesterday, what I'm going to do tomorrow that puts me in a better, slightly better place than I am in today, all these uh, topics come to my mind all the time. I think that's to me what changes my, my psyche about, about my life pretty much, thanks to spiritism. Does that answer the question? Sure. Maybe better. Not. You did yes. a better job now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but so we can kind of come full circle and ask. So, do we have a better sense now than thirty minutes ago? Whenever we start talking around what spiritism is, are we better able to define and communicate it? You know what? Is that important? Yeah. You know what came to my mind is uh, actually open a contest. You know, define spiritism in less than 100 words and ask people. I mean, I'm saying 100, maybe 50 mm -hmm. words, whatever. We can go 140 see, characters. Yeah, in your, in your own words. You cannot, uh -huh. you know, it's not go to what is a spiritism, open the book and say what Kardec says. But, you know, you know, how would you define today? It would be interesting to see what people comes up with. I don't think he made it any easier, Daniel. No, no. I, think it's I hard, don't right? think, yeah. Don't you I, make it any more complicated either? Mm -hmm. I think it's still. Um, it's a personal thing, right? We know, you know, it changes people's lives. We know there's a, a huge comforting message behind it. There's a huge calling for all of us to study more, to your point, read more, get to know more about ourselves. Because at the end of the day, guys, I think that 
I'm the, uh, the one that gets the most benefit from studying spiritism, from practicing spiritism, from becoming a better person. If you go back to uh, some of the definitions that we find in Kardec's right, uh, work, so, you know, it talks about, it's a science and a philosophy that explains, you know, our origin, where we come from and where we're going and the reasons for our sufferings. So I think that speaks, um, you know, uh, to a lot of the things that we, are, we uh, did talk about. Because if you understand the meaning of life, so basically what it does is explains the meaning of life, the reasons, really, what we're doing here, why are we undergoing all these uh, suffering, and where we are going from here. But look at all these philosophers, sorry to interrupt, but look at all these philosophers from the past uh, 100, 200 years, Immanuel Kant, yeah. Aristotle, they all spoke about the meaning of Aristotle life. is a little bit older than that. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe 500 years older, <laughs> 2,000 years older. Yeah, again, the, uh, the modern philosophers, right, Immanuel right. Kant, uh-huh. and uh, Comte himself, Augusto Comte, all these guys spoke about the meaning of life. True. So, let me ask a question to you, Danny. Mm-hmm. Do you think that spiritism answers all these questions? To you, um, at least. For me, it does. Because it expands the sandbox. Right? And what I mean by that, I think that we are playing, like, you know, science in general, philosophy. We can, maybe this is another podcast, right? <laughs> but history is philosophy, whatever it is. But I think that nowadays we have limited ourselves to seeking answers to things. That we are, um, that that's only attached to the material world. We fail to recognize the presence of a spiritual world, and I think Spiritism does it really well. It bridges both worlds and explains how one is not exclusive of the other. That you can both have a, a strong scientific background and still have a strong religious piece, and you're not choosing between. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna you know make horrible analogies here, but you're not choosing about creationism and science, right? Like both of them can kind of coexist. Right. And, you know, we shouldn't take things literally from the Bible and that kind of stuff. Uh, but what I say by that is, I think that because spiritism goes into the spiritual piece and helps us understand that we have two sides to us, if, I, if so to speak, which I guess was what Susanna was talking about, like the definition that Kardec gives us in what is spiritism, that spiritism is a science which deals with the nature, origin, destiny of souls, and how it relates to the physical world, is great because it tells us that, one, we're spirits before we're body. That's important. That's a major mind shift for us. Absolutely. Because we we think the the opposite, right? I am a body that has a spirit. And let me just say that Mm -hmm. we still, even though we know that, uh, and I constantly say that, we that is far from being integrated Mm -hmm. in our lives, in our thoughts, in the way that we live. So Mm -hmm. I constantly give this example. I know we know we are immortal beings and the body is just a garment. However, our sense of worth remains so much tied up to the physical it's body. It's what we see, right? It's what we see in front it's of us. It's all that we see. Mm-hmm. So it's still like, and that's why I say, you know, that spiritism changed my life. But the more and more that this core concept of immortality alone, forget mm-hmm. about anything else, just the idea that you are not this physical body, that you are a mortal spirit, the more that can permeate your life and be mm-hmm. the driving force behind your perceptions and your actions, then you feel that spiritism is really, really transforming you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, I mean, I just want to comment on that because, you okay. know, we're constantly saying, well, we believe that we're immortal spirits, and that's one of the main tenets. And yet the difficulty, the difficulty of integrating this very core principle of spiritism 
into our daily lives. So it's a good segue for what I was going to say before. Um, when I was uh, young, about 20 years old, very naive, very idealistic, you know, thoughts, I thought that, hey, reincarnation is the uh, solution of all problems. Because, look, I've always had a passion for social justice, equality, and all that. But if I believe that I'm going to be, be born next life in a different body, different gender, different race, different ethnicity, different everything, therefore, I can have all these behaviors, right? I can't really go along with society about treating people differently because of the sexual orientation, right? Because right. tomorrow I'll be there, or social status, or race, or right. whatever. Anything. Religion, everything, right? But then I, I was very idealistic to believe, that, oh, yeah, if I teach everybody reincarnation, voila, the world's going to transform itself into a pure... No, it's not, because sometimes we get caught in this mantra that society really convolutes ourselves to, that we get caught, oh, but hey, hang on a second. This is not who I am. This is where I am right now. This body here is where I am right now. That's not who I am. Right. So, again, food for thought. Which is great, right? Which is back to the whole idea of, so that's why spiritism is powerful because it reminds us of our, our spiritual essence. Then it tells us um, that there's a creator. That's where we come from. Mm -hmm. um, and that in itself is a great conversation because I feel like it's very much aligned to what you're saying. The concept of God, of being all, you know, all powerful and all knowledgeable and all just, it's already, like if we unfold that, like we, for me, we necessarily arrive at reincarnation because it's the only way you can, sure, you can explain the justice or injustices in the world today, right? Um, and how do we deal with interaction between the physical world and the spiritual world and that it's possible actually to have these interactions with both sides of life? Uh, I think it blows my mind. Yeah. And so I think that's a fantastic, so much in there for us to unpack in just a couple of sentences. But it's really hard, right? Yeah, it is. And I think we talked about reincarnation, which is a major tenet, I guess, of spiritism yeah. that we didn't talk much about before. And is one of the things that uh, differentiates spiritism from spiritualism a little bit. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I get this question of, um, what is spiritism? Is it the same thing as spiritualism? We get it right. all. The Northeast that we get yeah, all the time. And, all the time, yeah. And I like to tell people, like, if we open the Spirit's book, the first book in spiritism, we're going to see spiritism, a spiritualist philosophy, right on the, on the cover, yeah. right? And by that, I think Kardec was really smart in using different words, and he starts his introduction, the Spirit's book, by saying, for new ideas, new words are meaning, so that we don't confuse things. And so if you're listening, you might have thought about this, but the idea of spiritualism is we all believe in something spiritual. All religions believe in something After spiritual. Life. Yep. Something other than the physical body. Um, the difference is that some of us, like spiritists, believe in specific things within that concept. Right? So for instance, we believe in reincarnation. And so all spiritists would probably say that they believe in reincarnation, whereas not all spiritualists say they believe in reincarnation. We might all believe in mediumship, right? right. Yep. We might all believe in God, but we don't necessarily believe in reincarnation. So spiritism is kind of like a subset of spiritualism, just like technically speaking, all the other religions are also subsets of spiritualism. It gets more confusing though in the United States because there was this movement called New Spiritualism that also mm -hmm. happened in the 1800s um, that was about mediumship and so forth. And it was referred to as New Spiritualism because it was about bring it back to the original piece but as it happens it got shortened and it became spiritualism as opposed to new spiritualism and so it confused things a little bit more right there's and something there's something that we mentioned before very briefly and we didn't actually um, talk about it and maybe for another time um, or maybe not um, because one of the characteristics of spiritism is to be um, a Christian 
right? A Christian. What is, what is to be a Christian? Exactly. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> a Christian religion, so to speak. Well, yeah. we already talk about the whole religion that's thing, got, that's right? That's got to be another episode. Oh, yes. Yeah, Definitely. we already <laughs> talk about, but, you know, you're talking about spiritism and spiritualism, and so, you know, when people are asking about spiritism, they want to know, but is it Christian? Right, and so what does it mean to be Christian? What is the meaning of Christian Christianity in America? And you know, so that is uh, a hot topic too uh, that I think we should we talk should about. Table, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's coming up. It's coming we'll up soon. Yeah. So at one point in time. Yeah. We don't know when, but it's coming up yes. soon. Yes. And if yeah. you think that's interesting, let us know. We'll tell you how later. Uh -huh. um, but we were uh, talking about Spiritism then, right? Reaching the almost end of our, our conversation here today about what is spiritism for us. And we talked a little bit about uh, what it means. And maybe you can tell us, um, if you're listening to us, what you think it means to uh, be part of our conversation. And we talked about how it changed our lives and how it has impacted uh, the three of us, at least. Um, and let us know, too, if you have different perspectives and different things. We want you to be part of our conversation. And so to wrap it up, would you mind sharing in under 30 seconds what is it that you like the most about spiritism? And what would you say to people who are um, looking for, to understand spiritism, what it can, we can bring into our life? To me, spiritism is about empowerment. If you're looking for something that gives you power back in life, you want to be in charge of your life and be in charge of your own happiness, I think that's one of the major, major strengths of spiritism. I think to me, is uh, I've always been a very curious child, and uh, my parents would say so. To me, spiritism really invites us to, be, to question everything that we hear, that we listen, that we read. Does it make sense? Does it corroborate with your knowledge, with what's out there? And I think that's, again, battery also a very empowering you know, uh, opportunity. Give it a shot, guys. I mean, that's, it's out there. Give it a shot. And for me, I guess it has to do with understanding, too. I've always wanted to know how things connect and how things work. And I was never quite able to fully make sense of it until I've come across, I came across spiritism, and I was able to um, almost like open the back of a watch and see how the inner workings of a watch go. And so for me, it has given me tremendous pleasure in trying to understand why we are the way we are and what we can do to, to change ourselves. And I hope that those who come in contact with spiritism and take the time to read it, because it's not a quick thing. Uh, you have to put some skin in the game, as Susanna was saying before. You have to study, you have to read a little bit, because it's a vast body of knowledge that's growing all the time. Uh, and so that's a fantastic piece. So, real quick, since it's growing, where'd you start? That's going to be my next question. So if, what, what, what's your suggestion for somebody that is just starting to get to know spiritism or wants to get to know spiritism? What, they sh what should they read first? I would say the Spirits book. And if, if for some reason they want to do something else, Life Goes On by Andrew Lewis. I mean, I, I, usually, um, I usually tell people to start by the Spirits book too. And, um, you know... Uh, it just, you know, just something interesting, quickly. Um, like, for instance, uh, my partner, right, who is American, um, she uh, has no interest in the works of Andrew Lewis. Um, she's really not so interested in knowing the particularities, whether you take a bus or not in the spiritual plane, whether you eat food or drink fluids in the spiritual plane. <laughs> she wants to know right now and here what can make her life better. 
what can help her to have more peace, you know? So she's looking for more of a philosophical understanding. Of course, this is one person. Mm -hmm. But so that to say, you know, you also want to see who you're talking to, where the person's coming from. But in general, I would say the Spirit's book. Great. I think it's a great way to start now. And I would say the introduction to the Spirit's book, I love it. It's like, you know, Yeah. Don't skip the Absolutely. introduction. Don't skip it. Yes. Good point. And, and I, would, I would add, I think you guys said it all. And I'll just say, if you... Don't, if you're not that into the philosophy piece or you're not that curious about the scientific or the structure piece, uh, you know, maybe take a look at Heaven and Hell, which is a great book. Uh, the second part has some, some before and afters of spirits that have come back and told us how they live their lives and how they find themselves mm -hmm. uh, to be now. And 150 years of the book, so it's a great year for us to, to read that. And also the Gospels Explained by Spiritism, which right. is a brief little pieces of interpreting Christianity, which is a topic for our next podcast. Yeah. Um, so, parting thoughts, any um, last comments before we wrap our conversation up today? This is awesome. I, it I, is I awesome. A, Thank you. I had a great you. time. You guys picked on me all the time, but I had a great time. Yeah. I loved it. Me too. You guys have safe travels, and we'll do it again when we see each other. Who knows where? Who knows where or when? <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it, different perspectives coming together to talk about this incredibly vast body of knowledge that is Spiritism. Although it brings together aspects of science, philosophy, and religion, ultimately, Spiritism was brought about to make a difference in people's lives by helping them realize their spiritual nature and connect with the Creator. You heard today from three different Spiritists on how Spiritism has touched their lives, and how spiritism is so encompassing, they themselves sometimes have trouble defining all that it is. Spiritism did start in France with Allan Kardec in the 1850s, but it has not stopped growing ever since. As it grows, we continue to learn. And as we continue to learn, we continue to ask questions and think about the world around us. One thing is certain, the process of searching for meaning of making sense of our lives is enriched by exchanging ideas with others. So, we invite you to continue the conversation we started here. Ask us questions. Tell us what you think. Let us know what we should talk about next. We're listening. Learning is a team sport, and we appreciate you joining our Spiritist Conversations in the future. So, tweet at us or use the hashtag sconvos, S-C-O-N-V-O-S on Twitter or write to us at conversations at spiritism.org or like our Facebook page. Your hosts today were Susanna Simons from Florida, Flavio Zanetti from Boston, and Dan Assisi from California. So long and until next time. <laughs>